Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. This is Chris Davis with the Baltimore Orioles, and I'm listening to Section 336. Have you heard? The bird's the word. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, Alan Mills gets a much-earned promotion. Ravens get beat fair and square. And for the interview today, we'll be talking with Orioles first baseman Trey Mancini. All that and more on this edition of Section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I am your endearingly studying host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Burt Rode. What up, 336ers? And of course, the button lover, Josh Soroka. Happy Thanksgiving. And we're also joined by the intern. Hey, what's up? Look at that. I even, second week back, I got him a microphone. Good for you. Let's talk buttons for a second here, Josh. Like this button? But why? Why McDowell? Yeah. Is that what you want to talk, buttons? Yeah, we want to talk buttons. First of all, I thought we were going to start the show with, this is Chris Davis, and you're listening to Section 336. Where, where was that this button? Chris Davis it's with right Baltimore there. Orioles, and I'm listening to Section 336. I thought you were going to start the show with that. Uh, oh, whatever. Right. Um, the other button, I was. You didn't hear it? It was right at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. It was right before. Have you heard? It was? Yeah. You'll probably go and then put it in here Perhaps. after the show, Perhaps. and this whole conversation <laughs> will sound stupid now. Uh, how? But, uh, can we continue with the button talk? Yeah. Uh, what button do you want next? Last year, you had a special Thanksgiving button. Oh, I remember Oh, I that. did have a gobble, 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 gobble. gobble. Oh. Now, turkey buttons. Overused and overplayed. I'm sorry I even mentioned it right now because now he's going to look for and try to find it. I'm going to find it. And he overused it uh, to, to the point where I didn't even want turkey come Thanksgiving because all I could think about was gobble, gobble, gobble. If I, if I remember, I had a lot of turkey sounds, and some of them sounded like turkeys. Some of them did not. And it was a little trouble I had trying to find the appropriate turkey sound. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of turkeys. Well, there's the real turkey. You don't really want a real turkey sound. You want the no. cartoonish turkey yeah. sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want the gobble. Yeah. yeah. Right. I saw. So. I was searching on Amazon because I'm making my Christmas list. Okay. And I was searching, and I don't know what this. I don't know. I really don't want it for Christmas. Hey, there we go. There you go. Is that the one you want? 
Yeah, that one's a little too soft. A little that bit too like real. That sounds like a gerbil. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not that's a, like a raptor that from Jurassic like Park. Perky. There's the yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I love you like a pig loves not being bacon. What? What did? Apparently, this turkey soundboard I just downloaded has an advertisement about pigs and bacon. Yeah, well, I, I'm interested now about that turkey and bacon. Yeah, let's hear more of that. <laughs> Forget the gobble gobble nonsense. I love you like a tur- pig. What was that? A pig well, likes turkey and bacon. <laughs> doesn't love being bacon. I don't know. Certainly, a pig does not love being bacon. I don't know. Who knows? All right, are we gonna get some Orioles talk. You want to? Yeah. I mean, we can talk, have more turkey talk. No, I don't want more turkey All right. talk. Where do you want to talk? You want to talk? What, we, you, we got some new. We got some new what? bullpen guys. Do you? There you, was some news today. You, you you want to do like these morons on Twitter and do like go through the best turkey food or best Thanksgiving foods and have these huge debates no. over mashed potato over normal potatoes, potatoes or, or sweet potatoes, right? And 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 stuffing. Uh, made in the turkey or separate yeah and whether you mix the foods together on your plate or keep them all separated no and and best pies what pies you need afterwards yeah, apple. yeah. apple no it's 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 pumpkin it's it's, it's it's thanksgiving it's all subjective depending on your tastes right all right people so chill out right like do you seriously think that objectively apple pie is superior to all the pies no Shut it's up. just my favorite yeah sure yeah absolutely and I won't argue if somebody has a different opinion for their favorite pie. I really don't know if there's a bad pie. Have you had shoe fly pie? That's a bad pie. Uh, no, that's a bad Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie is one of my favorite. Shepherd's that's pie not really is a very pie. good. No, just because no, that's it, more like a pot just pie. What about pie that, uh, in the name? And a pot pie is not a pie either. Just because the pie is in the name doesn't mean it's really a pie. Wasn't right. that Shepherd's pie that Rachel Green made on Friends that time, and it had like uh, shaving, it had like all kinds of nasty stuff in it, and they all had to pretend that sh- they liked it. I haven't watched any episodes. Uh, of you guys don't watch Friends. I don't watch Friends. I've never seen. No, it. never. So, some Not some listener will back me. No, up. but I watch Seinfeld, and you know uh, we've got another Orioles connection with Seinfeld now. Yeah, I was gonna say if my phone's hooked up, I got something too. After you oh, got you don't that remember one. Remember me. No, should I? Uh, yeah, 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 you should. Because I certainly remember you. <laughs> Let me refresh your memory. June 14th, <laughs> 1987. New in person, the room. You made a big error, cost the Mets the game. Then you're coming up the parking lot ramp. You said, nice game, pretty boy. <laughs> ah, remember. And then you spit on us. Hey, I didn't spit at you. Oh, yeah, right. No, no, no. Well, then, then who was it? Well, look, the way I remember it. I was walking up the ramp. I was upset about the game. That's when you called me pretty boy. It ticked me off. I was started to turn around to say something. And as I turned around, I saw Roger McDowell behind the bushes over by that gravelly road. <laughs> anyway, he was talking to someone, and they were pointing at you. I tried to scream out, but it was too late. It was already on its way. I told you. Wow, it was McDowell. But why? Why McDowell? Well, maybe because we were sitting in the right field stands cursing at him in the bullpen all game. (laughs) He must have caught a glimpse of us when I poured that beer on his head. It was McDowell. Oh, boy. Uh, Look, uh, Keith. So that that makes two Orioles now. Two, Two coaches now who have been on Seinfeld. Yeah. Are you t- oh, you're trying to play from your phone? Yeah, yeah, I oh. plugged this in here. I don't have your phone set up. 
Oh, we don't have this isn't plugged in. No, anything. that's not plugged into anything. Oh, that's just an empty wire. That doesn't do me any good. So yeah, you got it. I need to know that ahead of ahead of the show. Sorry about that. But yeah. Hey, Buck. Talk to you for a second. <laughs> Is everything on? Everything okay? Well, you know, all of a sudden there's a problem with tartable swing, but. Yeah, love Buck's voice. <laughs> yeah, so now we got Roger McDowell. Yeah. And Buck Showalter, the manager and the pitching coach. Yeah, and I feel like I'll be using this button a bunch this year. But why? Why McDowell? <laughs> and, and it's pretty appropriate, right? Because I was making fun of the Zabruder film. Of course, the assassination on JFK with the, you yeah. know, where, where, where did the bullet come from? Where did the spitwad come from? Was it from Hernandez? And today's the anniversary of that. Yeah, today is 11 My parents are there today. They went to the book depository today. Oh, did they really? Yeah, yeah. they went on the tour and all that stuff. How cool is that? Yeah. So, so, uh, so they don't really buy into the conspiracy theory. I was, they think I, it was I Oslo. I, I was in Dallas like uh, two months ago, uh, and I was in an Uber. And we drove like through the uh, the same path just sure. just because of where we're going, and my Uber driver was c- crazy pointing out like, look, it's like she's slowing down as we're going through this driving her van and saying, look, there's the grassy knoll, here's where JFK was, look at that building, that building is where they say the shot was coming. There's no way that could have happened. Look at this, there was another shooter. Where do you guys think the other shooter was? <laughs> That's awesome. That's like when I drive people who've never been to Baltimore before driving around town. Is like, yep, this is a uh, Bodie's corner. <laughs> You know, that's where Omar got shot. <laughs> but this lady, this lady was convinced that there's a conspiracy. Well, that's it's the king of all conspiracies. Yeah. And so, uh, but but that's fun to, to get another Seinfeld reference in there on the on Oilers Club. Love this it. is a little bit of musical chairs that's going on here, right? Yeah. Because why didn't we just work out a trade with Atlanta? That's essentially what happened because Dave Wallace retired and then got another job with Atlanta. And Dom Chidi went to Atlanta. And we got Jack McDowell, who was at Atlanta. And he came to us. Roger McDowell. Roger Jack McDowell is somebody else. Oh, I keep on saying yeah. Jack McDowell. He was Roger a pitcher, McDowell. too. Yeah. There, there were two of them. Yeah. Ro- now, Roger McDowell. But he was pitching coach with the Braves, now he came here. So he just swapped. Now, Roger McDowell and Alan Mills, both former Oriole pitchers. Yes. As well. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things. First of all, how we we were all over the Alan Mills stuff. All right. over it. Right. We've been saying... We, well, we've been saying for years, why is he not up yeah. yet? You can almost say we called it. Yeah, I, I, and I don't want to say that we got him the job, but we didn't hurt his prospects of getting the job. <laughs> All right, I'll just say that. Let's just say I called the Bay Sox this, this week, and I said, hey, uh, could we get Alan Mills on the show? And they said, uh, we no longer handle Alan Mills right now. You'd have to contact the Orioles. Really? Yeah. No, I love Alan yeah, Mills. Now, now – now they also told me that that's the case for any coaches or players during the off season. Okay, <laughs> but I love yeah. Alan Mills so much. I love Alan Mills because of what other players have said about him. I love him that he was a former pitcher here. I love him for um, what he did to Daryl Strawberry in the nineteen ninety eight Yankees oh, yeah. Orioles brawl. If there's another brawl, we've, we've got we've got some we've got some guys to. He's going to get out of that bullpen fast. Dom Chidi was going to take his time getting out. Of there. I like how I like how we all know like the brawl and how we went after Daryl Strawberry in the dugout. I like how the Wikipedia says it. I, I'm going to read Wikipedia here about the incident. It says Mills made a team high 72 appearances in 1998, going three and four with 3.74 ERA. Perhaps the most famous moment in Mills' career came on May 19, 1998, when he gave Daryl Strawberry a right cross that bloodied his face in the dugout during a bench-clearing brawl with the New York Yankees at Yankee Stadium. 
Starbury had just hit Mill's teammate, Armando Benitez, with a cheap shot during a melee, and Mills promptly defended Benitez by clocking Strawberry point blank. End quote. Yeah. I like that description. That was good uh, stuff. I like how it paints Armando Benitez as the innocent victim of a cheap shot when Armando Benitez <laughs> like threw a Chino Martinez's head to start this whole brawl. But whatever. I like how that uh I like how, how they paint that picture. I also love Alan Mills because of his quotes about um, McDowell and the the signing of McDowell because they played together in was it ninety eight or ninety seven. 97 or 96 it I was, think it was I think it was that wild card year like 96 97 okay yeah or yeah, not yeah. wild was it wild card then no no I think it was 96 it, whatever the playoffs were before then first round of playoffs we went yeah, yeah. anyway he said about um how, what he knew about McDowell kind of before they played together yep and Mill said this he said he already knew plenty about McDowell from his days playing RBI baseball he <laughs> says when I got a chance to become his teammate I was already familiar with his stuff because I used him all the time playing RBI baseball. So you got to love Alan Mills, right? Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's how we know all about the players, too, from playing RBI baseball. Well, now yeah. for playing MLB The Show. But we're thrilled for Alan Mills. I think he's going to be – he knows a lot of his players already. He's going to be really successful. He's going to do well. Um, he has a relationship with Roger McDowell already. So that's – I mean, that seems to be – it seems to be a good working relationship among those guys. Um, all have connections to the Orioles. Uh, so I, I, I'm I pleased. I'm pleased with the direction. Right. And we understand Alan Mills going all the way up to pitching coach was going to be a big jump. Yeah. So to get him up into the bullpen, where the truth is he can probably make even more of an impact in the bullpen yeah, I, I'll than give as him, pitching coach. I'll give him three years there, and then he's going to be a pitching coach somewhere. If sure. not with the Orioles, somewhere else. Yeah, he'll work his way up. Yeah. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, like, I don't know, all this musical chairs with the pitching coaches is more evidence to me that it's not about the pitching coaches. It's about the pitchers. And the rare exception when you have someone like destroy, I don't know, Jake Arrieta or something. And the rare exception when you have a pitching coach destroy a pitcher, that rarely happens. Right, right. It's the, more like if a pitcher's good, he'll be good. The, the, the problem is we had a pitching coach come in and destroy multiple pitchers. Right. So but Peterson is gone, far away. Right, right. The whole cavalry are now Cy Young candidates on multiple other teams. Yeah. J- Jake Arrieta. Yeah. That's well, it. That, that's who it. else? Who else? All right. <laughs> I, I just had it in my head that uh, Brian Mattis also gets a World Series. No, brand. no. Brian Mattis yeah, is not. Didn't. Is Brian Mattis even, even going to be a major league pitcher next year? Somebody, one of the is other someone ones. Someone going to give him a flyer. Uh, I mean, he he he's not he picked up with the Cubs. I, he he's going to have a chance um, for someone. I don't know, but he's going to have a chance. I don't know if he's going to start on the majors, but yeah, it should be interesting. But uh, uh, it's good that we've got this and. Uh, it's still November, so plenty of time. The The pitchers already know Alan Mills. They're familiar with him. So plenty of time now to make a couple trips down to Sarasota and get comfortable with McDowell. Yeah, and I don't see the Orioles really adding any pitchers. Um, no, I, yeah. don't, I don't see it. I don't. I have a hard time seeing the Orioles add anyone except Nick Hunley, yeah. which now it seems like everyone else is jumping on the Nick Hunley bandwagon. Yeah, you called that one, Josh. I, I've been saying Nick Hunley for a few weeks now. Yeah, it makes sense for a short time. And the, the, the other guy, Jason Castro, um, is looking at three- and four-year deals, so he's right. he's out of it. What's uh, – no, the, the, the guy who ruined um, uh, Arietta who we joke about was Rick Adair, right? Yeah. Rick Adair. Yeah. What, what happened to Rick Adair? Is he still – does he have a job? Is he alive? Good thing the intern's here tonight. 
Because if Rick Adair has a job in baseball somewhere after what he did to Arietta, I'm I'm gonna be I'm done with this thing. I'm I'm done with with these coaches because I feel like in August 2013, Adair went on a leave of absence due to personal reasons from his post as pitching coach as the Orioles and was succeeded by Bill Castro. Right. That tells me nothing about where Rick Adair is. That's right where now. his career ended. Oh, he hasn't. He hasn't gotten right. A job. He hasn't gotten another yeah. job. And after the stuff came out about Jake Arietta, he'll never find another job. He's done. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's done, and yeah. we and we don't have to worry about that. We can move on. Right. And as we look, as we move on to free agency, you guys agree with me in that maybe Nick Conley's a guy, maybe, but no pitcher is going to be added to this team. I hope not. Our pitching staff is. I want. I want both to. bullpen and starters. Oh, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. It's. It's. Uh, yeah. It's just <laughs> ride. Ride with these guys. Ride or die. Ride or die. Yeah. And if you get second half, or you get like September, what we did last year in September. Then we're going to the playoffs, and if you yeah. get bad Jimenez and bad Miley and bad Gallardo, then we'll you, be fighting out with Tampa Bay for last. Do you still think there's a? Do you believe we still have a shot of bringing Trumbo back? That we end up paying him money? Um, if we're putting percentages on here, because I love doing percentages, I would say there's a. Um, Negative twenty five percent chance. No, there's zero chance. Yeah. Zero chance. No way. He comes back, right? I I think it's highly unlikely. I, yeah. We can't afford him. I I can't. I would assume that he's going to make a good amount of money, yeah. and I think that um, there's other guys vying for those positions. We've got outfielders and I, young. I hate to say, it, at the second half of the year, he wasn't that good, right? Um, I would rather replace him with a more consistent at bat, like Chris Davis. Bat. Not like Chris Davis. No, no, no. Replace Mark Trumbo. With a more right. someone more consistent on base, less streaky, and I, I think we're okay. I think we're okay without Mark Trumbo as long as we can replace it with someone more consistent. I'm okay with it. Like a Trey Mancini. He's an interesting guy. I, I would like to see him platoon with somebody else. Pl- platoon means you're putting him in the outfield, or he hasn't played the outfield. Well, he can platoon at DH. Oh, right? true, true. Yeah, I mean he he's true. really good at hitting lefties. Like he crushes lefties. He's good against righties, but he crushes lefties. So it'd be cool if you can platoon him with, I don't know, but Pedro Alvarez or something at DH. Did uh, you guys read this week about Matt Wieters? That he hurt himself? Yeah. In a kitchen accident or something? He, like, cut his arm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was going on? I saw people tweeting about it. No, no. I never saw anything come out about exactly what he did, but he had to get stitches on his arm. Yeah. This is and like it's not his throwing arm. And I know, like, some of this stuff happens to everybody. Like, people get hurt doing everyday things right but i feel like it happens at a higher percentage someone needs to do a research study on baseball players getting hurt by everyday things whether it's using a gopro uh, one of those gopro cameras stepping like, on a nail or stepping on a nail or like just bizarre injuries ha- happen to baseball players i feel like more than anyone else and i don't know if it's because baseball players are inherently dumber than the population mm-hmm. than the rest of the population i would right. i would lean that way it was it was a, <laughs> it, the it was listed as a household accident, and as MLB uh, trade rumors puts it, the vagueness of this injury is so frustrating. It could be anything. He could have nicked himself with a chainsaw while cutting firewood. Uh, like how deep is the? Cut or we're talking did he fall about? into a fish tank? Or was it prefaced with "Hold my beer"? Watch this. We don't know anything. <laughs> I love that. Like I've cut myself before, but never to need and- stitches. Right. 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 
How? And where was it? It was on the arm? It wasn't on, like, the finger. Like, when I'm cutting stuff, I usually cut my finger. It was his non-throwing forearm. How do you cut your forearm? Uh, like, how, how does it even work? Know. Like, can we? I want I a reenactment know. here of how he needed to cut his forearm using stitches. I assume, like, I assumed he was doing some type of cooking. I assumed it was a kitchen. Where else would you right. have knives and sharp things? I mean, right. as a... And but I guess household. it could be something else. I mean, I don't think of a chainsaw as a household accident. I mean, I was outside the other day splitting wood. Maybe he was doing something like that, splitting sure. wood. I don't sure. know. Sure. But uh, is the vagueness... I still don't know how you cut your forearm. Does the vagueness make you think it's worse than what they're saying? No, I think it's... Or it's something... Or not that it's worse, but that he was doing something stupid that they don't want to tell you? Even if it's not yeah. stupid, it's probably... To cut your forearm, it's probably embarrassing. So I, I my guessing yeah. is probably a little bit embarrassing, whatever it was. Sure. Embarrassing. I think we could theorize here all day about what it, what was going on. Um, right. It's not going to. It shouldn't affect a team. Him like, signing with a team. I we mean, can just throw out different crazy theories. Maybe he was doing role play with his wife, and he was dressed up as Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> and it went wrong. Like we can just throw out crazy theories. Sure. Right? Until someone tells me it's not possible, I'm going to continue to throw out crazy theories. Ding. Yeah. Dinner's ready. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Trumbo not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Weider's not coming back. Yeah. The question becomes then, are those guys being replaced or are we running what we have? Are we going with what we have? <laughs> I think we'll just go without a catcher to this year. Just let the ball go straight to the backstop every pitch. No, no. You have to have a catcher. Oh, you said what if we didn't replace him? Right, but you, there's still other catchers on the team. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Are you saying take a, have a fourth outfielder and no catcher? That would be a bold move. Hey, put Trey Mancini back there. Yeah. Is that like a <laughs> hockey move where you remove the goaltender because you need an extra man? Yes. Or oh, if you get a hit, you just run to third base instead of first base. Pitch framing might be a problem at that point. Just put the trash can back there. Uh, we're not going to go outside the organization uh, unless it's like some scrub like Nick Cunley who can just – Sit in there for catcher, right? Is that yeah. what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. even like like losing Mark Mark, Mark Trumbo, Trumbo, we like that's some power hitting. That's some offense. Who that we're is, losing. We got we got to think about if there's any free agents out there who are somewhere in the twenty five to thirty five home run cusp, but they don't have great on base percentage. Yeah. That's who he's going to bring in for a one year eight million dollar deal where he's going to hit forty home runs but barely ever get on base. It's like it's. Uh, the M.O., it seems like. Yeah, either that or we pull up someone from the minors who can do that. Speaking of which. I'm only one call away. I'll be there to save the day. Superman got nothing on me. I'm only one. Drafted in the 2013 by the Baltimore Orioles from the University of Notre Dame. Trey Mancini has spent the past three years in the Orioles system, hitting combined 307 with 57 home runs. Last year, he made his Orioles debut, uh, being the first Oriole ever to hit home runs for his first two hits. Trey Mancini, welcome to Section 336. Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, we're oh, thrilled to you. have you. Trey, um, I'm excited to talk to you. I want to I wanna start here because this is uh, – you had an experience last year that we only dream of. And that's, I want to start with the call-up. When you got called to the majors, can you describe, like, who called you and what was that experience like being called and getting your making your debut in the majors? 
Yeah, so I had been down uh, in Florida, you know, working out and, and staying in shape with about 15 other guys after our, our minor league season ended. And then Brian Graham, our director of player development, had texted me at about 5.45 um, on, I think it was like September 17th, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So he texted me to stay by my phone. Oh my so, gosh, that's exciting! Uh, so you're like literally staying yeah, by your so, phone. Yeah, you're like it's your heart starts racing. You don't know it can be anything from you know like take the day off tomorrow, don't come in, <laughs> to like you're going up. So yeah. I didn't know what to expect, and my parents were actually down. I live about an hour and a half from Sarasota, so okay. they were down and taking me out to dinner that night. And uh, I had told them I got that text, and then I mean they kind of went stone faced, and we all were just kind of sitting at, at dinner. <laughs> um, waiting for a call and we actually went to a place that had a hurricane proof roof so i had zero service in there so we oh uh, my gosh they like didn't have outside seating <clears> but we can like kind of told them that i was waiting on an important call so they let us sit outside and luckily they did because like 15 minutes later he called me and said i was going up so uh it was cool to have them there with me and it was yeah i, I mean it wasn't something i was exactly expecting but um like you know but it was it was incredible yeah, and and so you get that call, and then you make your debut, and in your first major league hit, you hit a home run, and then and and, and like who was more excited that moment, you or your mom? <laughs> oh, I think my mom. Well, I mean, I uh, I honestly don't remember running the bases at all. I was just in like, shock, and I uh, I yeah, it was just all a complete blur to me. But her reaction you know, says it all. Like, you know, you, you play this game since you're a kid. I started playing when I was four years old with that dream and it's something you only dream of. And for it to happen was, um, it was crazy. It was really surreal. Yeah. I think there were more, uh, replays of your mom on ESPN that night than you. <laughs> oh yeah. She, yeah, she got recognized way more than I did in the city and everything that, that whole week we were, we had the homestand. So yeah, I think she, she enjoyed that. <laughs> so to hit, Three home runs in your first three starts is something unbelievable. It's one of those stats that you don't even try for. Does that even mean anything to you about how uh, cool that is to have that now? Yeah, I mean, it was. I I didn't really know like right when it happened, but I guess um, yeah, it, it was the third time that it had happened in MLB history. And just to see that in a sentence, like with with how many incredible like, legends have played this game, just to have like your name in like you're one of the few to do something um it's something i'm going to cherish forever and it's definitely something i appreciate so um like i said before i just i still you know sometimes can't believe it but um yeah it, it was incredible yeah that's so cool and so after that um seller day debut in the majors how are you spending this off season so I'm uh, I'm living in Nashville actually with Mikey Stremsky, uh, who I okay. I got drafted with him, and we've been on every team together. So <clears throat> I uh, yeah, so I'm working out there at uh, at Vanderbilt. They have about 30 uh, pro guys that go there and work out. So I'm I've been working out and um, you know and staying in shape there, and it's been it's been great. It was just it's the new place that I wanted to go to and wanted to go somewhere where there were a lot of guys around to like push each other and everything and it's been great yeah with um with with trumbo's future like kind of up in the air right he's a free agent officially free agent now and there's we're doubtful that we'll sign uh re-sign trumbo and that certainly has an impact on your future with the Orioles and whether you start with the Orioles or you don't um how closely with all this stuff up in the air that could affect where you play next year how closely are you watching the Orioles offseason moves 
Oh, you know, you you hear like when things happen, but I'm honestly not like checking every day or anything to see what's going on. Um, I'm just kind of I've always been like whatever is out of my control. I I really don't worry about and and I think things uh, they end up working out how they should. So, um, like I said, I'm not like waiting around just like trying trying to see what's happening. I'm just um, just preparing myself for next year and to, to come back ready to go well you're a better person than me i'll be checking like crazy updating twitter <laughs> losing my mind now <laughs> right now what what all the what all the fans talk about and look at is the fact that chris davis signed for many years 20 at years first, at first base. one billion dollars i think was the final 20 years one billion dollars something like that, that. that's Forever. a pretty good, that's a pretty good <laughs> yeah, deal ton of money but uh obviously yeah, well, you're a first baseman so is there uh is are they uh nudging you a little bit to get to know the outfield yeah, and, and, or how how do you, they see you perhaps fitting on this 25 man next and, year and if i can jump on that question before we respond oh. like how pissed are you at chris davis for blocking your uh, path to <laughs> to the majors <laughs> no. hey if i were him i would have taken that deal too i mean uh no but uh no i haven't really been told anything about the outfield i'm I've played out there before in, in college summer ball and everything, but I'm seriously fine with whatever role they want me to play um, in Baltimore. I'm I'm ready to do it. So um, whether that be to maybe try out the outfield, whether it be DH and uh, like play first base occasionally, I'm good with that too. So um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm open to anything. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I where I stand on on it right now. All right. Cool, cool. Um, as far as and you mentioned, grow, growing up, it was your obviously your dream and kind of all of our dreams to play in the majors. We're, we're podcasting, you're playing the majors, whatever. It's same you know, thing. Different <laughs> paths for different folks. Uh, is there a player when you were growing up? Is there a player that you wanted to be like or that you modeled after? Um, you know who I really liked growing up was uh, Richie Sexton. For some reason, he was huh. just like kind of a like a just a tall dude he just like was a hitter and and uh i always and i was kind of similar to him i was like usually one of the bigger kids on my team and everything and he was a right-handed hitter so uh like growing up he was actually my favorite my favorite hitter i know it's kind of a semi-obscure name yeah. to throw out there but yeah he was uh yeah he was the one that i'd like i'd say he was my favorite player growing up i like that it would be yeah. easy to go the ken griffey jr route you went the Richie Sexton. I like that call. That's a good call. I like that. Yeah, Trey. yeah. Kind of an under under the radar guy who some people might have forgotten about. But yeah, he was uh, always my favorite player. Like a lot, a lot of my childhood. That's very cool. Uh, there now. This is uh, Keith Law. You're familiar. He does. He like rates prospects for ESPN. Um, this is what Keith Law said. This is not what I said. And I don't want to start in trouble. <laughs> but this is what Keith Law said uh, when he was looking at Doros prospects at the beginning of last year. He said that uh, Trey Mancini has a long swing with a lot of chasing out of the zone, um, and he's a first baseman with average power at best. Two questions here, Trey. Do you agree with that assessment, and um, how much do you pay attention to that stuff? Uh, I mean, I, I don't agree with it. <laughs> I don't Me either, Trey. I'm, I'm on your but, side, man. I'm on your side. All right. Yeah, I mean, but the, the other side of that is it's, it's people's jobs to – say their opinion on people and even the best player in the world they're going to have some people that don't like something about their game everybody's going to be critiqued so I never really take offense to that either I mean that's his job and and his opinion and 
he's absolutely entitled to that. And, um, you know, I, I never take offense when anybody says, um, you know, any, anything negative because, I mean, everybody can definitely improve in certain areas of their game. And, and even when I got drafted, you know, like there were a lot of um, scouts that had a lot of question marks about like some, some of my abilities, I think. So I, I'm kind of used to it too. And uh, I really um, just, yeah, I don't pay any attention to it. So yeah, I hadn't even seen that before, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I usually don't ever like look at, at any of that stuff. Well, I, I bring it up then if he's never seen right. it. Well, I, 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 again, Trey, you're a better oh, man no, than me Be, because I write a blog yeah, post. I, mean, my... I write a blog post and I like anytime someone even hints at a negative comment on a blog post, I freak out and flip out. And so this is a national guy. Uh, and so you're a better man than me for letting it roll off your back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. It's if you I, I learned a while ago that you just can't worry too much about what anybody thinks of you, because if, if so, then. It usually doesn't yield too good of results. Yeah, absolutely. So, is there um, what are some areas of your game that you are working on? Um, I'd say some. I mean, base running, just certain things, you know, like um, instinctual things, and and even maybe speed a little bit. I mean, I'd say I'm I've got decent speed, but I try to you know like maybe take the extra um, step like base running you know like reading dirt balls advancing on on certain balls that might be tough reads um i'd say that's a, a part of the game that i can improve in and i and defense is always an area where i think everybody can improve and is an extremely important part of the game and i think i've come a long way the last three years in doing that but it's something you know just overall just the routine balls the and and maybe um just like a little agility off the bat getting better reads um you know, just getting to some balls in the hole that you that I might not have gotten to before. Uh, just working on on little things like that. Sure. Yeah, we, we've talked to several pitchers in the minors and some of the majors, and they talked about Alan Mills and kind of the huge influence that Alan Mills has had on a lot of these young pitchers. Is there a guy that a coach that has helped you progress and grow? I'd say it's hard to even even say one. Hmm. Um, you know, I've I've worked a lot with our uh, our minor league hitting coordinator uh, Jeff Manto. Um, you know, he's he's really helped out a lot, and every single level I've I've come up, the uh, every hitting coach I've had has been, you know, awesome. From Sean Barry, I've had um, Paco Paco Figueroa, who's no longer in the organization. Um, I mean, there's there's countless guys who who I've come across who have. Uh, just just really helped my uh my hitting game and and you mentioned mills too he even you know with the hitters like on the mental side of things there's there's maybe nobody better than him i mean he's he's the real deal yeah that's funny you said it because every player we talk to even catchers like talk to alex murphy and jonah heim like everybody talks about alan mills how great he is um so i'm glad he got yeah, that bullpen he's a special job guy. yeah yeah i mean I was, I was really pumped to see that he's um yeah he is just he's a one-of-a-kind guy and yeah he 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 knows what he's doing i can tell you that cool cool now uh back, back to you i guess a little bit on the off the field when when you came up we all got to learn that your nickname is boom boom where does that come from yes so the boxer Boom Boom Mancini, um, okay. that that was his nickname, Ray Mancini, and and his nickname was Boom Boom. So ever since I was seven or eight years old, uh, every team I've ever been on, somebody on 
like one of the dads on the team or one of the players on the team would immediately reference it and it's it just catches on um like at the snap of a finger like at notre dame they all call me boomer like i rarely get called trey uh there and it just it just sticks so and uh, a funny story about him it was a really cool uh thing that happened this year in norfolk uh the gm of our team uh his his father had taught uh the real boot movement seeing the boxer and huh. he sent me like a personalized autographed picture which was which oh, was really so cool. neat to get after being nicknamed after him my whole life so that was a really cool one of the coolest things i've ever received yeah that's a cool and that's a legit nickname that's seven going back to seven years old it's not like these nicknames we make up for major leaguers after they make it to the majors right. like yours is legit i like that yeah it's been there since i was a kid so and i've always liked it and it's always stuck so yeah i'm, I'm definitely good with that nickname uh, Trey, let, I, I want to go here with the interview. Uh, you have been in the Orioles dugout a little bit now. Um, Hyunsu Kim is a fan favorite. We love Hyunsu Kim. Uh, does Hyunsu Kim? We have our theories that he. You mean he just you going with it? Does he? Does he speak? Does English? he really? Does he speak English? No. <laughs> he's gotten better throughout the year. He he definitely like you know he'll know a few words, but uh. No, it's tough. He he definitely needs Danny uh, there with him for us to like totally communicate. I would say, but he's good at like gestures and even without speaking, you can you kind of know what he's trying to tell you almost. If that makes any sense. Yeah. But uh, no, he's one of my. He took a lot of us like the rookies when we went to Toronto. Uh, he took us to the uh, like a Korean restaurant there, which is really cool. And yeah, he's just the nicest guy. Yeah, he seems he seems really cool. I just want to give you a little tip though, because I've hung out with a lot of people who speak different languages, and whenever you have two people hanging out speaking different languages, like when they, he's hanging out with his translator speaking Korean, and he's laughing and looking at yeah. you, he's laughing at you. All right, so just be aware of that. Oh yeah, yeah. he's laughing oh, at yeah. you. <laughs> the good thing is Danny will usually tell you what he said, or at <laughs> least say something. Maybe that yeah is a nice version, but yeah, no, they uh, yeah, he's he's great. Uh, speaking to other guys in dugout, and we appreciate you. I just have another question. I know we got to wrap this up, but what's it like playing for Buck Showalter? What's he like? It it's great. Um, you know, he. I can't say enough about about Buck, and you know, you and the whole team in general. Just the the second I got there, they all made me feel comfortable and like I belong there. And it was a tough time to come up. You know, two weeks left in the season in a playoff race and never being yeah. up there. Um, you know, that's it's not the easiest situation at first, but Buck made me feel comfortable at first. All the guys did and uh you know, it was it was it was such a, a great experience playing even it was two weeks and I got to know him in spring training too, but um, you know, he like doesn't talk a ton, I guess, but when he does talk, people listen mm. and uh he just yeah, he's great. All right, cool. Well, well, Trey Mancini, we appreciate you so much coming on here on Section 336 and spending a few minutes with us. I uh, really appreciate it. No, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Hey, um, Trey, but before we let you go, though, we have this thing that we do with all the guests that come on here where we have them say, like, this is Trey Mancini and you're listening to Section 336. Would you mind saying that for us? Well, no, yeah, for sure. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, so you can just go ahead and say Trey Mancini. Okay, and section three three six or just three three six? Section three three six. All right. This is Trey Mancini, and you're listening to section three three six. 
Nice, you All killed right, it. Perfect. And, you, and you got on the first take. Not everybody gets on the first take. Yeah, Chris so Davis struggled that. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jay Gibbons ended it with a question mark, which, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All well, right. Trey, we appreciate well, it, thank, man. Thank, thank, thank you, Trey. a lot. Thanks, Thanks for hanging out, Trey. All right. All right. See ya. See ya. All right. That was a fun fun fun. interview. That was good. I like Trey Mancini. It's good to get the young guys on there. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, young yeah. guys, we're used to, we, we, Alex Murphy's a young guy. That's true. All right, like 13. Who's I the mean, oldest one we've had on here? Jay Gibbons, Jay probably? Jay Gibbons. Uh, well, no, no, we had, uh, we had Jim, Jim Palmer. Palmer. Jim oh, Palmer. Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. that counts. Hall yeah. of Famer, Jim Palmer, friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that, right? If they is, don't even... Is Trey Mancini now a friend of the show? I mean, he didn't even know if we were 336 or Ooh. Section 336. I don't know. Right. I don't yeah. know if he's that friend it, of the it, show level. It depends if they return my text later on. There you go. That, that's how I determine it. I mean, it. Josh doesn't even have direct contact with Trey. He's working through a medium here, so it's not yeah, even... Yeah, that, that was done through a, through a, a friend. Through, I, I mean, if that's RDG. the case, Bud Norris is still a friend of the show because at least he responded to my text that one time. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. <laughs> Stop texting. Eric yeah, except, <laughs> except you only drunk text Bud Norris. <laughs> <laughs> Drunk texting is still texting, all right? Still I'm sure the response was a drunk text for, from Bud, too. Especially if they respond, and then you spend, like, the next 30 minutes trying to type out the perfect <laughs> response back. Let me, let me type out a response, show it to everybody <laughs> five get, times. And get three, at least three approvals before I hit send from three different people. Yeah, uh, That's how it went down. Do you think Trey Mancini makes the opening day roster? Yes. Yes. Do you think he's in the opening day lineup? No. I think DH. I think he could be DH. I think I think he's going to be a he, I can't see the Orioles signing a bat so I could see him being DH. It depends on who's starting but, for uh whoever we're playing. Yeah, he'll, probably, but, he'll probably probably against the right, lefties. But you're trying yeah, you're trying to make me narrow down from 25 man to say the, the nine guys. Who do you play the first game of the season? Uh, that, I shouldn't know that off the top of my head. I think it's the Blue Jays. But I don't know. Is there a selecty? No, I think it's probably Aaron Sanchez maybe already. But it's uh, you do you know what I would like to see? What? He, what? he hits against lefties. <laughs> we have a left fielder who only who never hits against lefties, only hits against right against righties. I would like to see left field Hyunsu Kim, um, Man, Trey Mancini platoon. Right. That's what I'd like to see. Mancini said he played left field in college, played outfield in college. Right. We just run around and catch a ball. If if freaking dumb and young, <laughs> freaking dumb and young dumb can and play young out there. Play. Yeah. Mark Trumbo every day. Yeah. All right. I'm sure he can do it. I'm sure he can too. He's young. He has. He's athletic. He's working on his speed. That would help in the outfield. Yeah, yeah. He can play outfield. No, Start just, him up. Uh, it depends on who starts for the Blue Jays on opening day. If uh, J. A. Happ is starting lefty, Trey Mancini will be in the lineup. Yeah. Okay. Well, is it the Blue Jays? I yep. got that right. You did. All right. Francisco Liriano. I, know I don't know if bit. these guys are even. He's not going to be the opening starter. He nah. might. They might be free agents. Yeah, so I don't true. Need for all I know. Yeah. Nah, uh, what, what, what the heck do we know? We're just doing a freaking Orioles podcast. Right. I mean, I'm not doing a Blue Jays podcast. <laughs> Come on. Nah, what's the Blue Jays pitcher who was awesome? And then they Aaron set Sanchez. him down. Aaron yeah. Sanchez. That's your opening day. Yeah, but they, but Jay Happ was was their best start this year. Maybe if I was yeah, doing a Blue just... Jays podcast, this, this would be Le Section Trois Trois Six. <laughs> and we'll play that in our shows. And we'll be cr- we'll be crying about losing Jose Batista and Edwin Encarnacion. Fre- Toronto's not really all that French speaking. That's more Montreal, isn't it? Look it um, up. Look it up. Yeah, intern. Montreal is is a lot. Montreal, more Quebec. <laughs> yes. En français, s'il vous plaît. Je déteste la pêche. Oui or no? Oui. Ah. You hate the peaches. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big peach guy. <laughs> 
I learned that French in seventh grade. It's all I know. Je joue baseball en été. All right, we're at a crossroads here, boys. Okay. We can go red or a crossroads. Maybe I should say we're at a fork in the road. You mean mm-hmm. with what we can talk Two about? Two roads diverge in Yellowwood. At yeah. the crossroads, crossroads. We could go Ravens or we could go Zach Britton, should he be traded? Where do you guys want to go? Ravens, bomp, Cowboys, bomp. should we oh. trade Zach Britton? I thought, I thought we were trading Dylan Bundy for Chris Davis. No, that is redonkulous. I don't know. Oh. That's what ESPN is saying. Oakland Athletics version of yeah, Chris Davis? you know, so we'd have both Chris Davises. Yeah, that would be and, fun. And give up one of our good pitchers. But it would be fun to say Chris Davis, Chris Davis in the lineup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're constantly having to, especially, could you imagine being the guys reading the lineup on the radio before the game? Batting sixth, Chris Davis with a K. No. Batting seventh, Chris Davis. It'd be a lot more fun when Chris Davis is on first base and Chris Davis is at the plate. Or second base. Or yeah, Chris Davis at second, Chris Davis at third. Can you imagine the madness? Chris Davis at second base. Chris Davis is up at the plate. Chris yeah. Davis hits a single. Chris Davis scores. What? Yeah. <laughs> or it's like when we go to Oakland and uh, their Chris Davis gets a single while our Chris Davis is the first baseman. Then there's two Chris Davises on first base. And then we'll bring in that guy from Auburn who had the 110-yard return off the field goal against right. Alabama. Yeah. Who's, who's also Chris named Chris Davis. Davis. Yes. Bring him in in two. He, he could be the first base coach. I bet you can make a pretty good team of just all Chris Davises. <laughs> Probably could. Yeah. Which other name could make a better baseball team? You mean that there's more that there's multiple a bunch of guys named baseball George stars? Herman Ruth? How many um, George Herman Ruths are out there? Adrian there's two Adrian Petersons in the NFL. That's true. Right? That's true. That's always that's always a fun uh try to trick the person in fantasy football to to give up your the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um no, I asked you guys a question though. Will you stop dodging? You guys are like politicians here. Do you, do you have a name? Is I there denounce. A right answer? I denounce the Ravens talk. Is I there mean, a name? What do you mean? Oh, oh, you mean for Ravens or? Are you going to go Ravens or Zach Britton talk? No, let's talk about Zach Britton. All right. The Ravens. Everyone's overreacting about the Ravens' loss. The Ravens lost to the best team in football. Yeah, they have a big game against the Bengals that's, coming up. That, let's talk this next is week. Division that, game. That's yeah. a more... Susanna Hoff is coming to town with her girl band to play against the Ravens. Oh, I forgot. I got to pull those buttons out again for Matt. Son of a gun. <laughs> Cincinnati. Talk Cincinnati. about yeah. talk about a manic Monday. Uh, Son of a gun. The Bengals are All coming right, to Cincinnati. town. Shut up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Jerks. So, Zach Britton, you want to talk about Zach Britton? There's Trade a, him. There's a lot of talk of, of hey, uh, there, there's a lot of value now for closers. Orioles. We saw what Chapman and Miller did. Orioles fan problems uh, on Twitter run by friend of the show, Ryan Blake, who we like a lot. No way, he's Oriole fan problems. Yeah, those fans. Pro- yeah, did you not know that? I feel like I, I should have known that. Anyway, he's. I he, thought he was just some anonymous Twitter account. He's a fan of the show. Okay. Um, but anyway, he put out like a poll: Should the Orioles trade Zach Britton? Um, yes. Um, maybe. Hell no. Okay. And I put hell no. Right. And Oriole and Ryan Orioles fan problems like they were getting on. People for saying, you know, we we should consider trading Zach Britton because his value has never been higher. Right. I don't understand this logic at all. Now, this all started because of a Buster Olney post on ESPN yesterday saying why the Orioles should listen to Zach Britton trade offers. Right. That's what started it all. I did not read the article because I am not paying for the ESPN Insiders Club thing. Yeah. And Aradis Chapman, he hasn't signed yet, right? But he, no, but, he, but there's rumors big, he, big could, he could make like close to $100 million. And so it begs the question, and Zach Britton's value certainly will never be higher. This team has some holes 
a bad my 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 system, right. so why not do it? Britain's Britain's projected eleven point four. Yeah, which is a steal, I think, for what he brings to the table. Right. But from my standpoint, and people, and I've heard several people compare him to. Well, we saw what happened to Jim Johnson. He was good one year and sucked the next. Right, but he's not Jim Johnson. Jim, Jim Johnson, Johnson struggled. Jim Johnson never had what people think is the best pitch in all of baseball. Zach Britton has what people say is the best pitch in all of baseball. Zach Britton was That's not, not going away. Zach Britton, he didn't get Cy Young votes, but he showed up number 11 in MVP votes. Yeah. And, and the he, highest pitcher. Wow. He, he might not have an ERA of, what was it this year, like 0.4 or something ridiculous. Right. But he's still going to be really good. Yeah. But on the other hand, you have good. You have a great bullpen that if you get rid of Zach Britton, is still a pretty good bullpen. Yes. And you've got other holes. Yes. So the question would be, what can you get me for Zach Britton? Yes. Because if you're going to say just trade Zach Britton, I'm going to say no. And but here, if you say trade Zach Britton and you give me a really good guy back, I'm going to say, oh, uh, Well, here's talk. the thing. The second you talk about a single-A player or a double-A player nah, or a prospect, I'm no hanging up the phone. No prospect. Because we have shown we suck at that anyway. Right. And we have – and we, hey – we now, have two years. No, you want to give me Chris Bryant? Here's Zach Britton. Yeah. You, you want to give me a, a prospects? I don't a care. A Kyle Schwarber? No. Yes. Two, Let's go. Two-year window. Give me a guy who can play now. Yeah. And so we, the only scenario I'm even picking on the phone is if you give me a right fielder now, a Kyle Schwarber-like player right. like, who can immediately make your team a lot better. Yeah. If I'm Dan Duquette, I have my secretary screening those calls. Yeah. If they call for Zach Britton, what are you offering? And let the let the secretary make the call. <laughs> and if it's Dominic, let it go to voicemail. Yeah. And this. I meant to ask. I meant to ask Freeman if he has Dan Duquette's phone number. Uh, I, next time we <laughs> right. next time we'll have to or ask or, or any missing number. voicemails for yeah. John Tom GD. Yeah, if he got it, maybe we're gonna keep looking for him. Maybe we'll find him next week. But I I mean I I don't understand this idea of like I understand our farm system is bad. But now is not at all the time to rebuild your farm system. Like, shut up about rebuilding your farm system. When when it's time to blow it up, you'll 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 blow it up in two years if Manny Machado you, leaves. You blow it up when you stop winning baseball. Yeah, it's stupid. It'd be stupid to trade any key pieces now. It'd be so dumb when you have so two dumb, years. So dumb. I don't understand. It. And and I think a lot of people are saying. And there's some people I was listening to, and I'm a fan of the Orioles Uncensored podcast. I think it's a good podcast. But the, the most recent episode. I like Dylan. The first, I like Dylan, I like John Wilkes, I like them all. The The first thir- 30 minutes of the podcast, though, was how debating whether the Orioles should blow them up and talking about well, how they should rebuild and trade Manny Machado you, and trade all these guys. You have to understand that that's a, that's a pretty negative podcast. Yeah. They always lean towards the, the uh, that glass half empty. Sounds like the podcast I should be on. And I, Yeah, you would fit well there. <laughs> yeah. And I also think there is some, with Dylan, he's young, there's some ageism bias where some of these kids forget – how hard it is to, to rebuild. Right, <laughs> Like, right. it's not, like, we they, see the Cubs did it, and we're like, oh, let's do the Cubs right, thing. Right, and, and the Red Sox did it. Yeah, let's get a bunch of young, awesome players, and we'll be awesome in four years. It's not, like, you can swing and miss with draft picks over and over right. again. Like, it happens, and we've done it. No, now that we've been winning, what, five straight years? Yes. That means that you've got a whole bunch of fans who don't remember how hard it is to win baseball games. Well, and you should say, not losing the past five years because there was a 500 season in there. That's not winning. But we haven't dropped under 500. That's correct. Since 2012. Five. Correct. Yeah. And so, like, right now is the time to try to get better. And I, you, the only way you trade Zach Britton is if you get better now. And I don't know if there's a scenario out there where you can trade a guy who got MVP votes and get another guy back of equal. I mean, it would have to be an, all, it'd have to be an all star outfielder. Yeah. 
It would be a blockbuster. Yeah. But I'm Headline not doing, on Sports Center. I'm not doing it for prospects. You, you can talk about prospects. And, and it's like, no, like, this isn't Zach Britton's last year. And I know his value is never, will never be higher. But you know what that means? That his value for the Orioles right now is really high. Sure. Because we still have him two more years under team control. So if things go south this year, let's say things go south. The trade deadline, we can have this other talk and I might change my opinion. And you know what? Trade deadline this year, Zach Britton's going to be a really valuable guy mm-hmm. if things go south. Next offseason, Zach Britton's going to be a really valuable guy even with a year left. So there's no reason, I don't think, unless your team can get markedly better right now by trading Zach Britton, there's no reason to even consider trading Zach Britton. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. And the whole idea of rebuilding now is so stupid, I don't even know where to begin. No, because if you're rebuilding now, then you're you're – Preparing for us uh, to for baseball without Manny Machado. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's not winning baseball. No, like right now is you're negotiating with Manny Machado. Now, what if? Here's the argument, though. What if Dan Duquette knows? Like, talk to the agents. Manny Machado has no interest in signing with the Orioles. He has two years left here in Baltimore. Then you gotta. You, you have to get something back for him if he's not. If he refuses to sign with Baltimore, if you right? Go, then you go to Peter. So Angelos. when does this conversation take place? Next about year. Next year. Yeah, and you go to Peter Angelos this offseason and you say, "Hey, Pete, Manny says there's no way we can sign him. We have to spend all the money now. Spend we need all to win of now. The money. We need to spend all the money now. That's true. You're gonna die soon. Manny's gonna leave soon. We need to win. <laughs> Either way, season. you're both leaving Baltimore. Right. Right. You can't take that money with you. You need to spend it now. That's a great point. Spend yeah. it here. Win now, and then we sell Manny and everyone else off and save money the year after. Yeah, that's very true. You don't, you, but in other scenarios, you would trade Manny Machado now, even no, if you no, know no. you're not gonna sign him. You make a you make a run at it again. Yeah, you definitely you make a run at it before he's gone because yeah. you need to. You yeah. don't you don't get baseball players like this, but often. But fans aren't happy because we're not the Cubs, and you don't or we're not the. But but that's what you got to remember. We're not the Yankees. We're not the Red Sox. We're the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. When was the last time we had a player like Manny Machado? Cal Ripken. Right. It's Cal Ripken. Yeah. And before Cal, it's Brooks. So it's 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 decades yeah. or uh, once a generation once a generation players. Yeah. Yeah. It's tr- it's true. And so you, you really want to keep them, um, and you do everything you 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 can to keep them. Yeah. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really interesting. But I think we have a good team next year. And so I, I do. I, and, I'm and really so like, happy with our pitching. Instead of crying about losing Manny Machado before we even know if we're going to lose him, like enjoy this year because we're going to be good this year. It's not time to blow it up. And you can be good, just okay. You can be like in the ninety to ninety-four or five wins, still make the playoffs, and then let turn if, into Cleveland Indians. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we got packed except up, win game seven, if, if, except win game right, seven. If, <laughs> if you bring Zach Britton in and you win that game. Then you've got a really good shot at the. If you get past yeah. that wild card game, you got a really good shot. You don't need to be the best team in baseball to win the World Series, right? And if that's your only goal is to be the best team in baseball, I mean that's unrealistic because you can't spend enough money and you. I mean, we and still, you can we can't, still lose. Yeah, and, who and cares if lose. you have 109 wins if you don't win the yeah. World Series? That's like the athletes a few years ago, a couple years ago, went all in, right? And now that set them back for two, three years. And I, I don't want to be that team. I'd rather be consistently at 90, 95 wins. Uh, unless the only scenario, I think Josh, you bring up a good point. If you know, like Manny Machado's gone, maybe the year before he's gone, you you got it. You, go you got to. You got to say, all and right, say we're going with Matt Weeders or I mean, with Manny we'll, Machado. We'll save money afterwards, but we got to try. Yeah, it's 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 like when you're uh, 
It's like when you go to the casino and you know you got to go home soon. Let's put all the money down now. Yeah. Yeah, let's put it all in. Yeah. So, so Zach Britton, you trade. If it's a gigantic offer. Yeah. Who can help you right now? Who can help now? No prospects. No prospects. I don't care if it's a dozen prospects. I don't care if it's the number one prospect in baseball. Right. Mm, I don't care. Don't care. Not, not no, doing no, no. it. No, no, no. We've seen number <laughs> one prospects yep. fail. Yeah, yep. right. Dylan, have you seen Dylan? Oh, Dylan Bundy is actually contributing. And can we talk about, this is like, I think one of the moves that no one's talking about. Dylan Bundy's was healthy this year. Right. Dylan Bundy's coming back it, next year. And and they he made it through the whole season. There was no set down. Yeah. Yeah. The, the problem with Jimenez and Gallardo and Miley is not that they're the worst pitchers in the world. They're not number ones, and we were treating them as number ones. Exactly. They're number fours and fives. Right. I'm, and, hey, this year, they're going to be number fours and fives. Yeah. You put Tillman, Gosman, Bundy. That's then a, you put Jimenez. I'm okay with that. And then you find – and then Gallardo or Miley – and and the loser goes right, and then the only the thing right, and then the only thing you got to tell Tillman is let's work on that pitch count. We need you to go a little deeper to protect our bullpen for those four and five guys. Yeah, but again, I'm not too worried because those are our four and five guys. Yeah. Um, and Jacob Rockbridge it says like when are you gonna find another Zach Britton in the uh in in the live chat? And it's right, like there is not another Zach Britton out there. Like you can find. I'm sorry, Brad Brock's good. You can find another Brad Brock. Michael yeah. Gavin's good. You can find another. There's not another Zach Britt. Sure, he's right. He's Darren O'Day. You already found the next Darren O'Day. Aradis Chapman's going to make like hundred million. Uh, Zach Britt is better than Aradis Chapman. He is. He is. He is. Which means his value really high, but his value will be high four months from now too. So yeah. there's no reason we can have this conversation later. To have the conversation now, unless you're ta- giving me Kyle Schwarber, there's no reason to have the conversation. And they're not giving me Kyle Schwarber, so we're not having the conversation. <laughs> So, yeah, really good outfielder. That's what I want. Yep. All-star. Yep. Do you think the or is there uh, anyone else the Orioles could be trading this offseason? Well, you know, and Burt mentioned about finding a guy with low OP who hits power, who hits a lot of home runs, like your Trumbo Cruz type. Yeah, yeah. But but keep in mind, like, we didn't – and you mentioned a free agent. We we, we did not sign Mark Trumbo. Oh, that's we, right. We, we traded, traded You're right. a bum in Clevenger for him. Yeah, that was random. Uh, a, uh, apparently a xenophobic bum, but we traded a bum <laughs> for him. And so I'd be curious to see if – I mean, I don't know exactly who's out there. And Trumbull is really on no one's radar, as far as I know, last offseason um, hey, uh, before the yeah, trade happened. Yeah, yeah he yeah. wasn't. He so wasn't. I'm, I'm curious to see if, if there's another trade like that in the works. Because there's not gonna, I don't think there's going to be a signing. So it's going to have to come via trade. No. And I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name. Who's the outfielder that we signed at the end of the season? Dexter Michael Fowler? Michael, Michael Bourne. Bourne. Yeah. Michael Bourne. Is there a chance Michael Bourne plays more into this team next year and to give us some speed and on-base percentage? On base? I, I like him as a platoon guy. I'm not sure if I like him as an everyday guy. He's like your, I think, your plan C option. Because in left field, you probably have Joey and Hunnisu uh, Kim. Joey. Alternate, uh, trading back and forth, right? I don't know if Joey I mean, Rickard makes the start. And I don't know if he makes the open day roster. I guess he, with if the not season being a rule starts five, today. A rule five, he doesn't have to. You're right. So he, he can he's go back got to options, so we can work on that. Yeah, yeah and I'm assuming sure. the Orioles are going to pick up five more rule five guys. One of them <laughs> may be an outfielder, right? I, I, the next Joey Rickard. Rule yeah. five is in, what, next week, I think? It's coming up. At the winter meetings. When yeah. does that start? Uh, beginning of December. Oh, really? So it's next week or two we'll be talking oh. about it. Oh, my goodness. Maybe those, Maybe some agents will fight in the parking lot again. Yeah, a couple of years. We ago. can break it. We can break it. Get Dave on uh, Stewart. Dead get spin. on Deadspin. Yeah, they said some nasty things about us. 
Yeah, they did. <laughs> but that, I, I that's, don't remember. But that's what Deadspin does. Yeah. So. All right, boys. Good show. Yeah. What, what about our boy back here? He's been hiding show. off in the corner all day. Well, I'm waiting. Time to get to the intern. Thoughts, corrections, fun facts, analyses. What you got, intern? So, Brian Mattis is actually a free agent rather than a player in the Cubs organization. Bring him back. <laughs> not Why really. not? No, 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 no. Mattis no. for starter. We didn't really talk all that much about the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, that was That's the true. purpose. It just didn't happen, man. I'm just We're just pumped up with the Orioles right now. We talked to Treatment. Treatment seemed to got me in the mood to talk Orioles. He uh, did. Well, that works. He and put me in the mood. So, uh, I found out in Toronto, English is a primary language. I already knew that, but French is only <laughs> spoken by about 1.5% of the population. Of Toronto. As their first language. Toronto. Of Toronto. Correct. Okay. It's a bigger percentage in Canada. Toronto is, though, quite the multicultural city, right? Toronto is of... like the American city. Toronto is actually known as an international hub. Yeah, yeah there it is. All right, mm. good stuff, intern. Any I like go? Toronto. Nope. All right, good stuff. Good job, I mean, not intern. their baseball team, the city. I like the Sky Dome until they renamed it the Rogers Center until it's now 30 years later and it's a piece of dot. It, it was nice in the 90s, though. Yeah. that's I, I, I went there in... Um, in 2000. Did you stay in the Holiday Inn? Is it still the Holiday Inn? Is that still the hotel? I don't know. I ate at the rest. There was like a Hard Rock Cafe up there that right. I ate at. <laughs> that overlooked the field. I yeah. just like this article in Deadspin says, uh, the Section 336 podcast on Baltimore Sports Report is quote unquote reporting that it was indeed Sheffield and Stewart throwing down in the Dolphin parking lot. <laughs> yeah, they didn't like their names being thrown out there. That's uh, That was back when we were with uh, BSR. Yes. Yeah, we're not afraid to ruffle some feathers. Nope, we call it like we see it. That's right. Whether right. we're wrong or not. <laughs> yep. So, Trey, you want to give us any skinny on some fights down in Vanderbilt? We'll, we'll pass on the word. Oh, yeah, we school is in Nashville. We won't tell them where, uh, where we got it from. Vanderbilt's a big baseball school. Yeah, I know. A professor down there. Uh, it's uh, where David Price came from. Yep. Vanderbilt. That's who Trey Mancini hit one of those three home runs off That's of. That's right. Yeah, yep. he, he hit him off all the ones we don't like. Hit him off Edward, Edward Rodriguez. David Price. David Price. Who was the other one off of? Uh, the Diamondbacks. Right? I think it was someone with the Diamondbacks. Oh. Uh, Kurt Schilling. Randy Johnson. <laughs> I, I don't think it was Kurt Schilling. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Um, I'm sure Wikipedia will tell me. David Price. Edward Rodriguez. Yeah, we already know. We just said those. The, the, the question is the third one for, for the Diamondbacks. <laughs> it doesn't say the pitcher. That's he had a so solo outrageous. home run and a 6-1 victory over the Arizona Diamondbacks on September 24th. Doesn't say who he hit it right. off of. And we didn't give the intern enough time to, to look up the corrections because this is we're supposed to be done the show at this point. Guys, normally our shows are A's or A-pluses, but I think this is, was an A-plus-plus show. Hey, give it up for uh, Trey Mancini uh, giving us that extra plus. That's right. He, he came in as our cleanup hitter and drove us home. I would argue that he hit his... His fourth, fourth home run. run. <laughs> yeah. It would make sense. First time on the show, home run. That's what he does. First ever off-season home run in the history of baseball. Put that in the record books. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Check out our uh, Facebook page. Just search Section 336 where we live stream every Tuesday starting but at why? 7.30. Why McDowell? Check out our Twitter page at Section 336 Show. Check out our Instagram at Section 336 Show. 
write us a review on iTunes. If you haven't subscribed yet, what's wrong with you? Go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Seriously. And you can follow me at Section 336. You can follow Bert. At Bert Rohde. You can follow Josh. At Josh Soroka. And you can follow the intern. The third picture was Robbie Ray at WW Intern. There you go, intern. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's and go Ravens. Section 336 is a affiliate of 24-7 Networks. Find Section 336 on utahstreetreport.com.